the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. The fireworks have continued as the House holds more hearings on the January 6th Capitol riot. Here's correspondent Bob Agnew. Committee Chairman Democrat Benny Thompson told the panel last week President Trump asked the vice president to break the law by rejecting the results of the 2020 election. Mike Pence made it clear that he wouldn't give in to Donald Trump's scheme. Donald Trump turned the mob on him. Former presidential candidate Gary Bauer says the committee itself is acting like a mob with one goal in mind. Make it impossible if they can get away with it for Donald Trump to run for president again. More hearings are set for this coming week. Bob Agnew reporting. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says he's pushing airlines to hire more customer service agents and take other steps to help travelers this summer. There have been a lot of canceled flights. This is SRN News. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Salem Communications Holding Corporation stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem TC from time to time will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents that are responsible for any adult taxes. For full contest rules, see this station's website. Our roster of values-driven, award-winning hosts extends well beyond who you hear on air. Check out SalemPodcastNetwork.com for even more insightful commentary and compelling conversations from our team. Brandon Tatum, Charlie Kirk, Michelle Tafoya, Danessa Souza, and more. Just go to SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Your forecast for today, it's going to be a hot one with a high of 95 and a low of 78 for tonight. Tomorrow looking like the same with a high of 98 and a low of 79. From the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios, this is AM1280, The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast. We like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N-Show, hashtag NarnShow. 
for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. Uh, Jacob, is it going to hit triple digits today? Uh, I, the weather forecast, it's getting it close, he says. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's at, uh, it's that time of year. I wasn't anticipating this till about July, maybe the dog days of August. Uh, I was talking about a week or two ago saying, wow, these temperatures are great, you know, 70 degrees and, uh, this is a really cool summer. In the middle of the second I say that, all of a sudden I see a week forecast where it's going to be 80s and 90s. So, yeah. But, uh, hey, it's that time of year. That's for sure. I guess summer officially begins tomorrow or Tuesday, I believe it is, 20th or 21st of June. I don't know. But uh, it is here regardless of what the calendar says. So hope you are uh, enjoying your Sunday today. And happy Father's Day to everybody uh, out there who's listening. If you're not listening to this live, but you're listening to the podcast, certainly understand you're bogged down with your Father's Day celebrations and deciding to tune in via the podcast. We appreciate that too. However you decide to listen, I made a mention on Facebook for those of you who are my Facebook friends. I made a mention that for the eighth time in the (coughs) years that my dad has become a father, I'm the oldest of four kids. Uh, (laughs) no, my dad became a father, uh, little more than 53 years ago now. Uh, eight times in that time frame has his birthday fallen on Father's Day. And today is one of those occasions. So happy uh, birthday to my dad, too. My dad doesn't listen to the show because he doesn't agree with my politics. Either does my mom, for that matter. So, <laughs> so neither of them are listening, but I'll, I'll definitely give my... I'll be talking to my uh, dad today. Uh, he lives out in California, so I'll be giving him a call, and uh, we're going to be on a vacation out there next month. So we'll definitely celebrate in style. That is for certain. So uh, anyways, uh, I want to start off the broadcast talking some local stuff. Got a lot of national news to uh, talk about as well. And we'll, we'll do that the uh, uh, forthcoming segments, but I, I did want to at least weigh in on some of the things that uh, Blois Olson was talking about. And again, I, I, th- I feel like I say this every week, if you haven't subscribed to Blois Olson's Morning Take newsletter, it's a, a, he sends it out first thing in the morning, Mondays through Fridays, uh, you're really missing out. Uh, I get it to my email, and it's something that I check in and uh, where Blois links to some prominent news stories, opinion pieces, what have you. And then he also gives his take on some of these issues, too. And uh, Blois is pretty much uh, as even-handed a journalist as there is in town, for my money. Uh, there are some things that he'll that he'll say that I uh, don't necessarily agree with, but I don't think it's out of any uh, partisan rancor in his part. That's just my general sense for whatever that's worth. But he did have a take from uh, this past Monday regarding the governor's race. Of course, we've been talking a lot a lot on this broadcast about this is a great opportunity for Republicans to finally break through and win a statewide race. And I've maintained, and I will still maintain, that the attorney general's race is probably their best chance. Uh, Jim Schultz, the endorsed candidate, I get it, Doug Wardlow is is running uh, in the race, even though he's not endorsed, broke his word that he would abide by the endorsement. I think there's one other Republican that's running in the primary as well. Uh, Jim Schultz should easily win the primary in early August, and then obviously there'll be a sprint to the general election. I actually saw Jim on Friday at the Minnesota Family Council's annual dinner. And by the way, thanks to the Minnesota Family Council for providing a table for the for AM 1280, the Patriots staff, uh, to indulge. Uh, that was a, a fun evening, terrific evening. A keynote speaker, Kaylee McEnany, former Trump press secretary. And I chatted with Jim a little bit. We're going to have him on the show again here in the near future. But, uh, yeah, he's feeling uh, good about the race. 
Uh, he's out there, you know, uh, shaking hands, knocking doors, what have you. And uh, an attorney general's race, even the incumbent, they're not going to raise a boatload of money like the, you know, bigger name office like governor's race. But uh, according to the uh, MinPost, this is uh, what Bloys Olson linked to a MinPost story, uh, Minnesota DFL Governor Tim Walz was slightly ahead of Republican challenger Scott Jensen in a new survey by Change Research commissioned by MinPost, suggesting a close election this fall. The poll found that 42% of 1,551 likely general election voters would pick Walls, while 40% of those voters would favor Jensen, a result that is within a margin of error of 2.5%. Many voters surveyed, however, are unfamiliar with Jensen. Only 23% had a favorable view of the former one-term senator, and 19% had an unfavorable view of Jensen. The poll uh, found a plurality, 44%, had never heard of him at all. The poll conducted June 3rd through 8th suggests voters are evenly split over walls as governor, narrowly approving of his record on jobs, but disapproving of his handling of crime in the state. Most surveyed believe Minnesota is on the wrong track, not headed in the right direction. And I maintain that this is kind of what happened nationally in the 2020 election because I keep, I, you know, I maintain that there wasn't widespread rampant fraud that Donald Trump alleged saying that the election was stolen from him. Were there irregularities? Sure. That's been proven there were irregularities. And there have been states, namely Texas and Georgia and Florida, that have addressed that through legislation to address some of these irregularities. And boom, what happened in the Georgia primary? They had three times the turnout in terms of absentee ballots in early voting than they did in the 2018 primary. Not bad for a law that was dubbed Jim Crow 2.0 by President Biden. But I digress. So what my point here is that when Trump lost... In 2020, a lot of people are chiding me, oh, my God, you're telling me that a guy who, like Joe Biden, campaigned from the basement, barely uh, barely coherent, that guy got 81 million votes, all-time record in a single election? Well, it isn't so much that Joe Biden got 81 million votes. How many millions were just voting for a uh, someone that was propped up over Trump? I would argue that many millions, and I, there's no way to quantify it, but... I would estimate multiple millions voted for anybody but Trump, someone who to ensure that Trump would be out of the White House. Well, the only person that could be was Joe Biden, because a third party candidate wasn't going to help get Donald Trump out of the White House. Okay, because they were afraid that that would that would be a vote for neither Trump nor Biden. And obviously, Biden was the most realistic path in the minds of some people. I didn't agree, but there you have it. I bring that up to say that even though people aren't familiar with Scott Jensen, they certainly aren't thrilled with Tim Walz's leadership, particularly during the summer of unrest. And, of course, his uh, executive orders that he was continually handing, his emergency powers that he continued to have during the pandemic. Now, to be fair, uh, the Democrat-led House would not take the emergency powers away from him. So he was enabled to do so. But nevertheless, he chose to... Uh, go forth with those ham-fisted mandates. So I, I say all, I use that analogy to say that people w- 
uh, do not approve of the, or they believe the state of Minnesota is on the wrong track, and therefore they're willing to vote for anybody but Tim Walls, but yet Scott Jensen doesn't have enough name recognition. Well, the onus then is on the Jensen campaign to get out there and make their name known. Now, he does, uh, I, I was not wild about the pick of Matt Burke as his running mate. Big a Vikings fan as I am, I'm not big on 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 the pick because they were too closely aligned ideologically. You look back 2018, Tim Walls was not perceived as this uh, far-left progressive by, obviously, progressive voters. So he was, in fact, people were still holding against him the fact that he had uh, unfettered support from the National Rifle Association back when he was in his first several years in Congress. And it was only, I think, just prior to the 2016 election, he started hanging out with from uh, folks from Moms Demand Action, the big gun grabber organization, and disavowing his pro-Second Amendment stance. Well, um, people, when he ran for governor, people, despite that, people still remember him as a, as a big gun guy. And so to kind of offset that, he brought in a far-left progressive, Peggy Flanagan, who was a state legislator out of Golden Valley, to kind of appeal to the progressive vote. So I understand what Scott Jensen was doing. He wasn't a big name, not a career politician, served one term in the Minnesota Senate. But getting a guy on like Matt Burke, let's face it, people in Minnesota love their celebrities. You know, they, they recognize the name Dayton. Oh, yeah, Mark Dayton. Yeah, my grandparents went to Dayton's uh, department store way back when. That's pretty cool. So they would go ahead and vote for Mark Dayton or, or uh, you know, um, Al Franken in 2008 when he won the U.S. Senate seat. Okay, now that was more... Uh, anti-Republican sentiment in 2008. I mean, Franken barely beat Norm Coleman, whereas Barack Obama won Minnesota by close to 10 points in 2008. So he certainly didn't ride Obama's coattails, did Al Franken. But the point is, is that uh, the the celebrity thing certainly was an appeal. So there's some th- there's definitely some ground to be made. Uh, Jensen it trails in fundraising, which we knew would ha- would happen. But as my Northern Alliance Radio Network colleague Jack Tomzak has said on many occasions. Fundraising is important, but it's not everything. So Jensen raised a lot of money early on, but the fundraising is kind of stalled here a bit. So as his name recognition hopefully ramps up here soon, that'll follow in behind him. Because he, he, he raised a lot of money with some small donors. And the big money donors have not really coalesced behind Jensen yet. Are they to come? Who's to say? But I think the biggest thing is, and this is a lot, this is a mistake a lot of Jensen, well, his predecessor, the previous two gubernatorial races, Jeff Johnson, God bless Jeff Johnson, I liked him, voted for him both times, 2014 and 2018. But he was spending time in these small groups of Republicans. And I, I, I said this before, I says, if I find out one of our gubernatorial candidates is spending time at a Republican barbecue where there's like 10 people in a backyard, I'm going to personally go there myself, demand they get in my vehicle and take them to where uh, you need to reach out to more voters, because that's not the way to win statewide in Minnesota. Stop it. So, again, I've been following Scott Jensen's social media. Hope It looks as it looks like he's doing more than just hanging out at at barbecues at, uh, with Republican activists. So hopefully he's learned from the mistakes of his predecessor, uh, Jeff Johnson, who's run uh, for governor the previous uh, two gubernatorial cycles. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's definitely a good sign. This is as optimistic as I've been about a gubernatorial candidate, well, since Tom Emmer. 
I mean, because that was an open race in 2010, and you had somebody like Mark Dayton who you listen to the guy and said, this guy's doesn't have the stamina to, to, to really make it. And yet he was dragged across the finish line weekend at Bernie style, kind of like how Joe Biden was dragged across the finish line in 2020. So uh, I, I am cautiously optimistic here, but there are some polls where Jim Schultz, the Republican attorney general candidate, who will be the candidate, he's the endorsed candidate, I get that, he will win the primary. Uh, that I, is the uh, most winnable race. Uh, for Republicans, in my mind, I um, I very confident of that. So uh, this is this is definitely a good sign. But the thing I would caution is never underestimate Republicans' ability to screw this up. I mean, we've been talking about a red tsunami nationwide. I mean, here in Minnesota, we always seem immune from it. And I'll I'm more of like I'll believe it when I see it. But for cash on hand, uh, Republicans. Uh, the one uh, uh, for this is for June state campaign reports. These are reports through May 31st. You have the Republican Senate with cash on hand all, more than uh, almost double what the DFL Senate has. I mean, GOP Senate has about a one point six million dollars. DFL Senate, eight hundred seventeen thousand on cash on hand, where for the House, it's almost uh, reversed. I mean, the DFL House has a little over a million dollars where the GOP house has about $650,000. So there's a great opportunity here. The Republicans can hang on to their majority in the Senate. They only need to flip four seats in the house to take over the majority in that body. And if they get the governor's office, that's going to be huge. Then you've got two solid years carte blanche to do what you need to do to make meaningful reforms. So the opportunity is there. The window is there. And I implore Republicans, beg of Republicans, please, don't screw this up. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Yeah, Invergrove Hyundai, they have an amazing service staff. Incredible. Hey, I'm Javon from Megan. All in all, um, the entire staff is so friendly. I mean, you have young people to even elders. They really are like, like good people. They have really, really good hearts. So Tyler is someone that I would highly recommend. Uh, well, he'll, he'll remember your name, too. <laughs> I have a Hyundai Sonata 2020. And uh, the services that I've gotten on there is uh, oil changes. We had to switch out the chip maybe once. And I, I probably had a, like a, a check engine light, and I wanted to get it checked on. But they never give me a hassle. They're just like, hey, come in. One thing I love the most about Invergrove Hyundai is any place you go, that if they remember you, then you're significant to them. Even if you don't think you are, they'll make you feel like it, and you'll feel right at home. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment online at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. 
when I adopted her, she was a mess. Scabs, itching, licking, missing fur, hot spots. So I get the Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. And the Licko Chops within a four-week total. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog. And she loves it. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years. Now, almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Hi, I'm Anthony Commerce with Commerce Water. Let us build you a long-lasting, high-efficiency water softener. If you contact us now, you'll get $400 off our new wet technology water softener. Do it right the first time. Contact Commerce.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show with any comments or questions. And as always, we uh, appreciate you tuning in. So President Joe Biden apparently, and this is uh, coming from uh, this is a kind of a line that Red Steez on Twitter always conveys. Uh, Stephen Miller, a.k.a. Red Steez, is his Twitter handle. Give him a follow on Twitter, one of the best follows on Twitter if you're a conservative, in, in my opinion. Uh, he, he has this constant line where uh, he says, apparently, when it comes to President Joe Biden, all we can do is fail him. We as Americans, we can only fail Joe Biden. Okay, he can't fail us. He's not inept. Uh, and by the way, as an aside, yeah, I've seen the video where Joe Biden took a tumble off of his bike. Uh, he got his foot caught in one of those, uh, what, do, what do you call those, those pedal straps where they're designed to keep your uh, feet on the pedals, and his foot got stuck, and he fell over trying to get it loose. Okay, this, is, this isn't proof that he's a frail old man or anything like that. So, you know, stop with that. But I will say that though it's amusing that those who were carefully scrutinizing the method in which Donald Trump walked down a ramp uh, after a speech and the way he drank water as some sort of proof that his health was failing, uh, you people can miss me with your faux outrage, okay, uh, when it comes to how people are ribbing President Biden. Again, thank God he's okay. All right, anytime a 79-year-old man falls, even if it's, you know, again, not because he's frail, but falls for whatever reason, it's scary. Thankfully, he's okay, all right? But, again, those people who were so closely scrutinizing everything about Donald Trump, including uh, 
uh, going after a White House physician who gave Trump a clean bill of health and saying, how could a six foot two, 239 pound man be healthy? I don't get it. And I took that personally because I'm six foot two. And at the time I was, I wasn't 239 pounds, but I wasn't far from that. I'm like, geez, what would people say about me? But anyway, so I'll just leave that aside. But apparently all we can do is fail Joe Biden. I got a couple of audio clips here that I want to play. Uh, this past week, he was giving a speech in Philadelphia in front of the AFL-CIO. Friendly territory, of course. They were just going to uh, lop up everything he said and uh, clap along like barking, clapping seals. So, uh, obviously, we've had the national debt continue to explode, I mean, pretty much ever since the Bush administration. God love President Bush. Uh, He was uh, our calming presence in the aftermath of 9-11, but he spent like a drunken sailor. And President Obama continued that trend. Donald Trump continued. I mean, say what you want about Donald Trump. At least he was blatantly honest about it when he was asked about the out-of-control national debt. He said, eh, by the time it really gets unsustainable, I'll be long gone anyway. So he said the quiet part out loud because I guarantee you someone like Barack Obama and George Bush probably thought the same thing. And Joe Biden continues that trajectory upward with the reckless spending. But don't you dare call it reckless spending. Cut number one, Joe Biden responds to the charges of his administration and their reckless spending. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. That sounds like a thou protesteth too much, uh, me thinks. Yeah, he he's not wrong. He's not wrong. We are the, the spending, the big spending. A hey, big spender. Yeah, it's changing people's lives, all right, but not in the way he believes. Okay, I I, I saw a, a a clip somewhere where somebody said, uh, my uh, uh, my gas uh, my gas price, you know, my uh, per- gas purchases are starting to look like a trip, an old trip to the grocery store, and my old trip to the grocery store starting to look like an old trip to Costco, and my current trip to Costco starting to look like my mortgage payment. So, yeah, people's lives are changing, but not in exactly uh, the way he is envisioning, that's for sure. Think about it. You got your stimulus checks. What are the thing, what, what's the first thing people did? They ran out to the mall. You know, free money, right? They don't think about where it comes from. And, again, this, this started with President Trump. There were, there were some, there were, there were some uh, stimulus checks during the, the, the Trump era, although I will defend Trump on this. One of the first stimulus payments came during the beginning of the pandemic because they were shutting down businesses and some businesses weren't deemed essential and therefore people were unemployed and unemployment was only going to go so far. So I get it. A one-time stimulus payment to kind of give people a little relief until restrictions started to ease and, you know, we could flatten the curve. And I think we're two plus years into two weeks, flatten the curve. I don't know, but they, they kept coming. There were multiple more stimulus payments. That, that came after that. And guess what? They started to devalue uh, devalue our currency. And obviously our de- deficits went up. And that's another disingenuous aspect of, of the Biden administration. The deficit exploded. The annual deficit exploded with these couple of stimulus payments in 2021. He says, well, look at that. I've had one of the biggest deficit reductions year over year of any president. Really? It's because you're not recklessly spending with stimulus payments maybe that's it it's just utterly utterly utter ineptitude like i said 
the Biden administration is just hopeful that people are stupid or woefully ignorant. So cut number two. Uh, also, Joe Biden, he just doesn't want to hear it about these out of control gas prices. I mean, he's here. It just surpassed a national average of five dollars a gallon. Uh, he doesn't want to hear any of that stuff, too. Cut number two. First, I'm doing everything in my power to blunt Putin's gas price hike. Just since he invaded Ukraine, it's gone up a dollar seventy-four a gallon because of nothing else but that. Uh, okay. What has he done? He's doing everything, and I'm doing everything in my power to blunt gas prices. What has he done? Seriously, does anybody know? I mean, the the release of the strategic oil reserves, that's not going to help. You know, going to the to planning to uh, beg the Saudis. So I, I here's the thing. During the whole campaign, 2020 campaign, Joe Biden talked about we're going to eliminate fossil fuel production. Well, what happened next was inevitable. Because all of a sudden, in anticipation that supply is going to be low, guess what? That's going to disrupt the market. And in the interim, gas prices are going to go up because you're going to anticipate they're going to be so the it's going to be so low going forward. And he may be right since Putin invaded a uh, invaded Ukraine, it's gone up a dollar seventy four a gallon. But that's about three twenty to five bucks. It wasn't three dollar. It wasn't three dollars and twenty cents. The uh, the eighteen month average for gas prices when Biden was sworn in was about two twenty nine. So it has steadily gone up. And again, there's multiple reasons for that. Because when he said that he's going to eliminate fossil fuels, well, he that's one campaign promise he did keep. He did keep canceled Keystone Pipeline. And he canceled drilling leases and limited domestic production. And there was also choking regulations that impose big costs and lead to higher prices. This is from uh, Brad Plumbo of the Washington Examiner, by the way. And as I alluded to, the anti-energy rhetoric that discourages investment. Uh, words don't literally do anything to change gas prices. The signals coming from policymakers absolutely do affect long-term investment decisions businesses make. And even as a presidential candidate, Biden sent very negative messages about what his leadership would mean for the gas industry. In fairness to Joe Biden, he was saying this nearly two years ago. Um, so he probably literally does not remember saying any of that. So uh, sorry, Mr. President. It is more than just Putin invading Ukraine. Thou protesteth too much, methinks. Uh, boy, he got angry. It's like the angry old grandpa when you take that his extra uh, corn on the cob. That is the number to call. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65+, Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years 
It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 855-PSALM-32. That's 855-PSALM-32. 855-PSALM-32. Is your air conditioner struggling to keep you cool? Standard Heating and Air Conditioning wants to remind you that summer is here. Don't wait to replace it and be stuck with no AC on one of the hottest days of the year. It is time to take advantage of two smoking standard heating offers that won't make you overheat. Instant savings of $850 on an air conditioner or ductless system. Keep cool all summer long with financing options of payments as low as $65 per month. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is a family-owned and operated business with 92 years of serving the Twin Cities community, servicing over 500,000 homes. Take advantage of these specials and keep cool all summer long with more money in your pockets. Call and schedule your free estimate today. These offers are good until June 30th. Go to standardheating.com for more details. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. That's standardheating.com. Mention the Patriot. Standardheating.com. Are you tired of looking at your chipped oil-stained garage floor every time the door opens? You need to talk with the folks at the Coating Crew. These guys can transform your garage or utility floor concrete into an extension of your home. Imagine matching your floor to your sweet summer ride or showing off your team colors. The Coating Crew has a wide variety of colors to match the most eclectic tastes in man cave decor. These guys take the time to properly prep the floor, repair cracks and pits, and then the magic begins and all in just one day. This attention to detail sets them apart from the competition. It's a given that their crews are trained and certified to create your long and lasting oasis. Since 1999, the coating crew has been providing superior products and exceptional customer service. Contact CodingCrew.com. Reclaim the value and space of your old garage floor. Schedule a free quote at CodingCrew.com and tell them Dennis sent you. CodingCrew.com. Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for checking in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And I've been remiss in not mentioning we do our live streaming the broadcast at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And uh, follow us along there if you like. Feel free to comment in the comment section. Gary, as always, from War Road, always says hi from War Road. War Road. Well, hi, Gary. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I say it every week. I, I don't feel like I can get the show started adequately until Gary checks in. And Gary uh, is uh, as it, uh, reliable as ever, giving me a shout-out in the comments. So appreciate uh, you listening, Gary. And anybody else who is listening viewing on the live stream, or if you're listening via the podcast because you were busy today uh, uh, enjoying your Father's Day celebration, uh, we appreciate uh, however you decide to tune in. Well, uh, I did want to talk a little bit about the gun issue. Uh, I've said it before, my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, uh, he's forgotten more about the gun issue than I'll ever know. 
And I know he talked about uh, the bipartisan Senate agreement on a framework of some gun legislation. Mitch talked about it in his broadcast yesterday, so definitely check out the podcast of Mitch's show. Uh, yesterday's broadcast, just go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on podcasts, go to Mitch's show page, and definitely listen to his show if you didn't listen to it live, uh, because he, you know, he, has he as always, had some uh, tremendous insights. Well, this is from a politico.com from this past Monday. Senate negotiators are racing to finalize legislative text for a gun safety bill aiming to hold a vote on the final product before Congress leaves for recess in less than two weeks. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said Monday that for the first time in a long time, the Senate has a path forward on legislation that will save lives. It's a potentially rocky path from framework to bill text, however, a fact Schumer acknowledged. Make no mistake about it. We have a lot of work left to do before we actually pass a bill. The New York Democrat reiterated his pledge to move on the legislation as soon as it's ready. Senate Judiciary Chair Dick Durbin said his staff is working with Senator Chris Murphy, the lead Democrat negotiator on legislative text. He said the bill would probably not go through his committee, a signal that leadership wants to move as quickly as possible. We're trying to seize the moment and the momentum, Durbin said, and we have both. So waiting runs the risk that some other critically important issue squeezes it off the calendar. He cited the Supreme Court's upcoming decision on Roe v. Wade as an example where we would be tied up in controversy again. The legislative push comes after a bipartisan group of 20 senators, including 10 Republicans, the amount needed to break a potential filibuster, announced Sunday that they'd reached framework, uh, uh, reached a framework that, if passed, would amount to Congress's most significant action on guns in decades. I have a feeling they're probably referencing the assault weapons ban that was passed in 1994, and Mitch has talked about this on his broadcast and on his blog, Shot in the Dark Info, many times. That was the one issue that kind of uh, caused him to leave the Republican Party for a time, the assault weapons ban. And, you know, he uh, eventually, well, I don't want to speak for Mitch. I'm not, I don't want to say he's come back to the Republican Party. Yeah, he's done a lot of grassroots things with the party. You know, he's talked about on these very airwaves. But that definitely dissuaded him, soured him on the party. And, you know, you remember I said how there's a potential for a red tsunami to take place this November. But the caveat I always offered is never underestimate Republicans' ability to screw this up. Um, This could potentially be something that could throw a monkey wrench into it. I I maintained that in the aftermath of the horrific tragedy in Uvalde, Texas, back on May 24th when 19 elementary-aged school children were killed by a deranged gunman, I maintained that the Democrats would uh, look to demagogue that issue, but that Republicans could stand strong and say, look, there is a way to pass measures to prevent this from happening again that do not involve restricting rights. And Rob Dorb, friend of the broadcast, and he's a political director of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, you know, he came out with some very practical solutions. You know, first of all, uh, destigmatizing, you know, mental health and providing more resources for mental health treatments. I mean, 
what we've learned in the aftermath of a lot of these spree killings is it's been particularly young men who had legit mental health issues. And you also talked about, and this is something that may not be popular on the surface, but it's very practical, allowing you know increased security in schools, whether that's an armed resource officer or <gasps> allowing teachers to exercise their constitutional right. <gasps> yeah, that's always a that's always a big scary one for for people. But the fact of the matter is, there are plenty of teachers who, in their off time, go and get their permits to carry and concealed carry. And if there's a chance that there is an armed teacher in a school, do you think a a gunman is going to ascend upon that? Because typically spree killers rely on going into a place where they know they're not going to be met with resistance right away, if at all. Soft targets is what they're called, particularly gun-free zones. You know, you, you go to these establishments where they say, such and such bans guns on these premises. Yeah, those are ripe targets for spree killers. And if there's just a chance that a teacher is carrying, well, that's going to dissuade a gunman from going in there. Plus, you know, this was this was mocked, but it's like having one single point of entry. And this was mocked by gun grabbers. Oh, wow, one single point of entry. What could go wrong? All of a sudden there's a fire, an emergency, and people have to get out, and all of a sudden there's a mad rush to get to the one entry point where you could get out of the school while you dummy. It isn't just one point of entry and one exit. Have you ever heard of fire exits where it's unlocked on the inside, but you can't get back into the school on the outside? Come on. To be fair, the people who mocked that the most were elitists who live in their bubbles in, in Washington, D.C., in New York City, who don't deal with things that everyday schlubs like you and me deal with. So there there were practical solutions, but anything short of decreasing access to guns, particularly for law-abiding citizens, and, and they deny they want to uh, uh, restrict guns to law-abiding citizens, well, that's going to be your unintended consequence. Or in the minds of some, it's an intended consequence. But, again, short of going out and getting guns, that... A lot of progs didn't want to hear it, and then they would say, "Well, the blood of the uh, uh, the, the the blood of these nineteen school children are on the hands of Republicans because they don't want to pass common sense gun measures." You know, they always say common sense gun measures, and they never say what that is. And when they finally do give a specifics of what they're planning, and those specifics are refuted, they don't they don't engage in the arena of ideas because they don't have any ideas. They don't address why. 16-year-olds are getting access to these high-caliber weapons. If they would actually look deeper into how they're getting them, okay, then you might start somewhere. But at the end of the day, when there's three, 400 million guns in circulation, getting the guns isn't going to happen. I don't care how many gun buybacks you have. And by the way, is that the biggest misnomer you ever heard? Gun buyback where a uh, local, where a municipality says, we will buy back your gun, no questions asked. What are they buying it back with? Your tax dollars. Isn't that generous of them? So there were 10 Republicans. I made the point before that the only way gun control can get passed in the Senate is if 10 Republicans get on board. I'm like, wow, I don't see that happening. Well, 
They did come up with 10 Republicans. And if you look at the list, Mitt Romney, Utah, John Cornyn of Texas, Tom Tillis, North Carolina, uh, Roy Blunt, Missouri, Richard Burr, North Carolina, Bill Cassidy, Louisiana, Susan Collins, Maine, uh, Lindsey Graham, South Carolina, uh, uh, and Pat uh, Rob Portman, Ohio, Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania. Those are the 10 Republicans. Of the 10 Republicans I just named, four of them, Senators Blunt, Burr, Portman, and Toomey, they're retiring after this term. They're not running for re-election in 2022, so they're out. So they won't face voters again. And of the other six Republicans, the only one that's who's up for re-election before 2026 is Mitt Romney. So five of the other six were just re-elected this past November. So this is purely a political ploy uh, by Republicans because they're looking at it and saying, all right, you know what? We, we, we can't continue to hold off the tsunami. Children were killed. We're not going to come out smelling like roses if we block gun control, which we can do. So let's see if we can offer up a, a compromise. And, and this was kind of signaled by John Cornyn. You know, obviously this happened in his home state of Texas, and he was feeling the most heat probably of all the senators. Now, they knew that they weren't going to get anywhere with Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, very staunch Second Amendment advocate. But they felt like they could get somewhere with Cornyn. In fact, John Cornyn back in 2016, he joined with some Democrats to try to find some what they called common sense gun control legislation in the aftermath of the Pulse nightclub shooting, which took place six years ago this past week. But when Democrats wanted to openly violate due process, i.e. deny purchases of guns to people who wind up on terrorist watch lists, Republicans said, uh, that's kind of a violation of due process because, number one, this is an arbitrary watch list where the people that are on it don't know how they wound up on it, and they haven't been charged with a crime, much less convicted of a crime, yet you're telling me you're going to deprive them of their Second Amendment rights or constitutional rights for just appearing on a list? No, that's a non-starter. That's a violation of due process. And then, so what happens? Then you get Senators Chris Murphy and Elizabeth Warren coming out and saying, well, look at that. Republicans, they don't want to deny guns that are people on a, on a terrorist watch list. Apparently want to sell guns to ISIS. And so I said from the beginning, in the aftermath of the Uvalde shooting, you can't reason with these people. You cannot reason with them. You This is capitulation if you sign on to any legislation. Because one of the things they're, they're, they're advocating for is red flag laws. Because they look at it, the shooter, Uvalde, was displaying the type of behavior, and he was on the radar of police, but never charged with a crime. And so people look at his past behavior and say, well, you know what? Had had there been red flag laws in Texas, perhaps they could have logged saying, you know what? We're not charging this young man with a crime, but he's getting the nickname of school shooter by his fellow employees. I think he worked at a Wendy's or something like that. And he's making erratic, he's, has erratic behavior on social media. Boy, this is a guy we need to watch out for. And this could have prevented the shooting. They never talk about the fact that he was allowed to be in there for an hour before he was engaged by anyone in law enforcement. In fact, law enforcement was in the building. Some members of law enforcement were in the building, outside the room, and didn't engage him. Yet we're supposed to think that restricting access to guns would have prevented this? Again, the capacity of weapons, in this case, in this case, irrelevant. You could have a simple six-shooter. 
Whereas if you have enough ammo, you can keep filling the six-shooter for an hour and commit the same atrocities. But no one wants to talk about that. So utterly infuriating. I'll talk a little bit more about the framework of this bipartisan deal. And uh, take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Are you tired of bouncing over your sunken apron into your garage, shoveling snow off an uneven driveway, or stubbing your toe on your uneven sidewalk? Hi, I'm John Lamore, owner of Expert Concrete Raising. We can fix your settled concrete with a more permanent solution than mudjacking. Expert Concrete Raising uses a high-density polyurethane foam. It doesn't deteriorate, shrink, or wash away over time. Get it done right the first time. For a free estimate, contact the second-generation concrete raising business at expertconcreteraising.com. That's expertconcreteraising.com. Hello, fellow patriots. We'd like to introduce you to GTS HVAC. Hi, it's Tamara and Greg from GTS. We know you have a lot of great choices when it comes to heating, ventilation, and air conditioning companies. Even though we've been in business for 18 years, we haven't done a lot of advertising. So you might ask, why are we on this station? We believe it's important to stand up for our values and support those who do the same. If you'd like to work with someone like-minded, please give us a call at GTS HVAC. We're interested in long-term relationships and know that if we do the job right, you'll invite us back. So be sure to check our online reviews. GTS HVAC is a woman-owned business and family-operated. Contact us now for your spring AC tune-up and we'll give you a free coffee card. We work on commercial buildings and businesses too. GTS HVAC, your Ream Pro partner in the Twin Cities. Building systems that perform. Happy to be on the Patriot and online at gtshvac.com. Hi friends, this is Katie Pavlich from townhall.com. The liberal media and big tech are working overtime to promote the left's anti-American agenda to silence me and the reporters on our team at Town Hall. We must bring the truth to the American people free from the spin of big media and the censorship of big tech companies. Town Hall covers the news that matters, exposing the COVID lies, the leftist rot and crime surge in our cities, the illegal alien crisis at our southern border, and all of Joe Biden's unconstitutional overreach including the critical race theory attacks on our children and grandchildren by school boards working with the Department of Justice. Visit townhall.com each morning, afternoon, and night for the truth as my team investigates the Biden administration, their big media friends, and leftist activists. With your support, we can keep holding government bureaucrats and their allies in the media accountable. Visit townhall.com today to join the fight. The fight for our nation starts with townhall.com. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit am1280thepatriot.com today. Hey, welcome back. AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. 
You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Only got about eh, about six minutes left in this hour, so do want to get to uh, kind of the framework of the bipartisan gun deal. Uh, I will admit some of these, some aspects of these seem pretty reasonable, but there's one sticking point that I, there are a couple of sticking points I can't get behind. But uh, this is from uh, Jake Sherman at Punchbowl News. He kind of summarized some of the proposals. Uh, the proposal includes support for state crisis intervention orders, which would provide resources to states and tribes to create and administer laws that help ensure deadly weapons are kept out of the hands of individuals whom a court has determined to be a significant danger to themselves or others, uh, consistent, and this is important, consistent with state and federal due process and constitutional protections. Uh, investment in children and family health, and family mental health services, protections for victims of domestic violence, funding for school-based mental health and supportive services, funding for school safety resources, clarification of definition of federally licensed firearm dealers, telehealth, uh, telehealth investments, uh, under-21 enhanced review process, and penalties for straw purchasing. Now, this is something... Now, some of these are... are Areas which we've been, uh, we uh, strong Second Amendment advocates have been talking about for years, particularly penalties for straw purchasing. You know, we've heard uh, our friend of the broadcast, Reverend Tim Christopher, you know, part of his ministry is reaching out to gang members in North Minneapolis. And he he told a story. I remember he uh, gave a testimony before a House committee three and a half years ago where he said, you know what, one time I got a call from a mother whose 16-year-old daughter was in a drug house on James Avenue. I got up 2, 3 o'clock in the morning to go get this girl out of this drug house. And as I was walking in there, there were teenagers, teenagers with guns bigger than my gun. Now, how does that kid get a gun? He's not only not an adult, but given his record, wouldn't be able to purchase a gun like that legally. So how is he getting his hands on a gun? That's what you need to figure out. Well, in all likelihood, straw purchases. But yet, that's not a sexy enough headline for county attorneys to bring forth to convict someone of buying guns illegally and then, you know, passing them off to someone who is not uh, not able to purchase a gun legally. And, of course, increased school security, a resource officer. But as we saw at Stoneman Douglas High School, down in Florida, four-plus years ago, the shooting that took place down there, there was a resource officer on hand, and he froze up, didn't engage a shooter. And the problem is there have been Supreme Court decisions been handed down where we as citizens do not have a constitutional right to police protection. Okay, fine, you're going to rule that way, but then you're going to try to make it more difficult for us to protect ourselves? purchase a firearm and assess these crazy taxes on some ammo, like I think it's New York State was going to assess some crazy tax on, on ammunition. So you're just hurting the lower class even more because lower class people, they don't live in crime-ridden areas, do they? I, I mean, it's just insane. But the biggest issue, of course, is it has to do with red flag laws. And this is what we've been, what we've been talking about, is basically... 
these would be ripe for abuse. I mean, you had a sitting congressman, Eric Swalwell. Remember the guy who threatened to new gun owners? Where somebody said, hey, if the government thinks that they can go door-to-door to get firearms, that's not going to end well for the government. And Eric Swalwell came back with, well, the government has nukes, a lot of them, so you're never going to be able to, uh, to, to match up with us. But apparently... A guy in a buffalo hat and a guy and a bunch of guys in red hats can overthrow the government, according to the January 6th committee. Not sure how to square that circle, but <clears throat> sorry, digression there. But Eric Swalwell um, took to Twitter. I remember a couple weeks ago when Ben Shapiro, conservative commentator, basically came out and said that if uh, politicians try to mandate LGBTQ indoctrination, at uh, at schools, then um, you know what? I'm gonna t- I'm taking my kid out of that school. If you're gonna try to take my kid without my authority, you know I'm I'm strapped. And Eric Swalwell comes out and says, "Well, please tell me how this lunatic, meaning Ben Shapiro, please tell me this lunatic doesn't own, uh, own a gun." There's another reason why America needs red flag laws. So you have a sitting congressman basically saying that. He's going to go after someone because he doesn't like the way he talks. And again, red flag laws, this just means yeah, someone, uh, they haven't been charged with a crime, much less convicted of a crime, but yeah, we think we might be a danger to themselves or, or society. And again, uh, that seems ripe for violation of, uh, of our constitutional rights. So uh, it seems like they're not going to have enough time in the Senate to pass this legislation, but it seems to me for their desperation to quote-unquote do something that they're going to come up with some version of this just to say that they did something. I happen to think this is more valuable issue to progs to wave as a bloody shirt as a campaign issue to avoid a red tsunami, but we shall see. Hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments with me, Brad Carlson, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Turn all of the lights Often the size of the fish grows each time you tell the story. The roller coaster gets a little taller, and the starry night sky gets even starrier. That's because the magic of some Minnesota moments is hard to put into words. The memories that become part fact, part feeling, but 100% real. Plan your dream trip at exploreminnesota.com. Sponsored by Explore Minnesota Tourism. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and Elizabeth Warren, they're all attacking America's tech innovators. The left's bill, S-2992 
would take away the digital tools small businesses rely on, empower China to beat America in the race for new technologies, and increase the risk of cyber attacks. When liberals attack America's tech innovators, they're really attacking everyday Americans and Main Street businesses. American jobs, America's security, and the online privacy of the American people are all on the line. Why would Senate conservatives support this liberal agenda that threatens American innovation? We need to stop Pelosi, Schumer, Warren, and the rest of the D.C. liberals from taking away our technology and making China stronger at America's expense. Call the U.S. Senate today at 202-224-3121. Tell Senate Republicans to oppose S-2992. ProtectingTaxpayers.org, paid for and authorized by Taxpayers Protection Alliance. Double can be great, like a double rainbow or a double stuffed Oreo. But a bill from a contractor at double the quote? Not so much. Early Bird Electric is the electrician you can trust. Jobs done right, on time, always with upfront pricing so there are no surprises. Surprised? Check out Early Bird Electric's Google reviews and you'll understand. 612, The Bird. Mention AM 1280 The Patriot and your trip charge is free with repair purchase. Early Bird, Minnesota's trusted electrical expert. 612, The Bird. AM 1280, the three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.